This is Norm Holy for WFHB, and today I'm interviewing Dr. Richard Phillips. Could you describe the Indiana forests over time for us, please? Sure. Indiana forests have changed quite a bit over time, and if we were to go back in time about 100 years, um, we'd see a forest that's very different than the one we see today. Uh, let's go back 200 years. In fact, we'd see probably about estimates of about 90% of the state was once forested, and then around the time of European settlement and slowly thereafter, um, much of the forest area has been cut and developed, and such that in around, let's say, about 1900 or so, the state had about 4% forest cover, so a, a significant departure from the 90% of the forested area in the, in the pre-settlement times. A lot of that forest has rebounded and recovered, and that was in part related to the establishment of um, Forest Service and a number of other agencies that have sought to protect forest land. And now we see about, you know, in the southern part of the state where most of the forest still occur, we see about 25% of the, the land area, for example, about 5 million acres are now forested. So we're we're not where we once were, but we've certainly rebounded from uh, in part from the, the periods where we had very little forest uh, across the state. Now, the um, 25%, does that represent 25% of the whole state or just 25% no, of the That's su- just southern. in the Southern Hills region. So in the region where most of our forests, I, I, don't, um, I don't have off the top of my head what the total number is for the entire state. It's probably about 10 to 15% if I had to guess. But most of the forests, uh, majority of forests, or at least the big contiguous forests, exist in the Southern Hills region, which is sort of south of Indianapolis. Um, Of the Southern Hills region, about 25% is forested. In the upper parts of the state, it's much less. So considering the state forests and the private forests, uh, are we growing? Are are we increasing the number of trees per year, or are we decreasing? Um, A lot of the state in the Southern Hills region is public forest, and that's something that separates uh, the southern part of the state from the rest of the state. Um, but a significant amount is also private forest, family-owned forest parcels. And uh, in general, those are you know, managed very differently than the, the public lands. Um, the private lands, we, we don't have great data on what landowners are doing in terms of or what they're intending to do in terms of keeping their forest, so we don't have as much a uh, good enough sense of the management priorities of those landowners. But in general, there's been a, a slow but steady increase in, in forest area, and I'd say that Indiana forests overall in pretty good health. So tell us about the nature of your report. So I worked as a highly collaborative effort, and I worked with researchers and scientists from Purdue University and the U.S. Forest Service and Indiana University as well. So Sung Lin Fei was from Purdue, was another one of the lead authors, Leslie Brandt is at the U.S. Forest Service. He's also a lead author. And then we had contributions from a number of other uh, scientists, David Polly from Indiana University, Patrick Zollner from Purdue University, Mike Saunders from Purdue University, Keith Clay from IU, and Louis Iverson from the Forest Service as well. So it was a, a truly uh, collaborative effort amongst Purdue, Indiana, and Forest Service scientists. Tell us some of the major factors that some of the high points of the report. There are really three takeaway points from the forest report. One is that forests are going to look different in the future with uh, owing to climate change. 
A second takeaway point is that our forests are likely going to function a little bit differently, too, in large part because of the differences in the way they look. And when I say look, I mean really the differences in the dominant species that are likely to occur here. And then the third one is that there are likely to be economic impacts as a result of the changing dynamics in the forests. So on the first point, uh, our forests are likely to differ in the sense that there will be many species that are likely to increase in abundance and those that are likely to decrease in abundance, and so that's going to shift around the types of communities that we have. So we did a, a preliminary analysis of how the forest may look in 50 to 100 years, making some assumptions about the preferences of different tree species for different environmental conditions based on existing inventory data that we have from all around the state and, in fact, all around the United States. And what we've been able to do is we change the climate or we allow the climate to change as it's determined to um, shift according to our climate models. And then we look to see how the species preferences map onto those changes in climate, those predicted changes in climate. And then we can make some predictions about which tree species will do better under climate change and which species will do worse. So it's really a, an issue of winners and losers under climate change, not all species do poorly just because it gets you know warmer and, and, and hotter, for example. So the uh, findings that we found is that about a third of the tree species that we have here may actually increase in abundance. The conditions may be more favorable for them. About a quarter or so of, those tree, of the tree species that we have will decline in abundance, and then some will be unaffected. Many will also be unaffected by the changes. And to summarize the changes that the climate models predict, and these are climate models that are run for the entire United States are actually for the entire globe and then are statistically downscaled, meaning we, there's some techniques that you use to then provide resolution of how the climate specifically will change for Indiana. Um, the climate models suggest we're likely to experience warmer and wetter conditions. And while that typically means more growth and more favorable conditions for, for tree productivity, the increases in precipitation are largely going to occur in the winter and in the early spring before the trees have leafed out. So we're probably going to have wetter springs and our forests will be more prone to flooding. Uh, and so we may also experience drier midsummer conditions, more summer droughts uh, under a warming climate. Trees such as American beech, northern red oak, um, shagbark hickory, sugar maple, and tulip poplar are likely to not do as well, at least projected for over the next 50 to 100 years, under these new climate conditions. So I'm just curious of that list. For example, the tulip poplar is the state tree, right? Yes, that's correct. And in the state forest, as opposed to private forest, they're preferentially cutting the tulip poplar. As the climate warms, is that simply going to hasten the exit of the tulip poplar from Indiana? I wouldn't necessarily say that. So tulip poplar actually is doing well presently in large part because the oaks and uh, some of the hickories are not doing as well in terms of um, regeneration. And so currently trees like sugar maple and tulip poplar are doing quite well and are in a position to take over the canopy when some of our older oak hickory trees die. Um, however, our modeling analysis suggests that the conditions that are likely to occur, these warmer, drier conditions, are not going to be 
particularly favorable for some of these species that are water demanding, like tulip poplar and sugar maple. So even though those trees are likely to be the, the next canopy dominance, meaning the next ones that take over when these really old oak hickory trees that are not regenerating uh, die, the lack of water that was likely to occur in the, in the you know midsummer um, for a water demanding species is likely to could hasten its decline, and then combined with some other factors like management and, and cutting could certainly um, accelerate that process. What's hard to know is how management will actually respond to some of these climate changes. So there are all sorts of different forces at play, whether it's market forces or just um, having a forest management plan that's targeting certain species. And so there, there are likely to be efforts underway to try to, um, you know, save certain tree species from going extinct in the state. So I, I don't, I wouldn't say necessarily that tulip poplar is on its way out, only that it's likely to be more stressed under the new climate conditions, and unless actions are taken, there's probably little that will, that can be done to sort of reverse that. Tell me about the future of maple syrup industry in Indiana. Yeah, one of the things that our report highlighted, and we don't have a lot of data on it, wasn't the, the main focus of our, our report, but we tried to look at some of these economic sectors that might be affected. And in particular, the sugar maple industry was one that we highlighted in the report. Maple trees in general are becoming more dominant, increasingly becoming more dominant in the state and are poised to take over um, in the canopy once the oak hickories uh, die back, some of the older oak hickories die back across the state. So there's a lot of maple that's coming in. Uh, those two are also uh, uh, water-demanding species, so we don't know that increases in dry conditions are likely to affect uh, maple sugar production, but what we can say is that there are very specific conditions under which trees run sap. And the window of time in which we harvest those trees is probably going to be shortened. It's probably going to be moved up a couple of weeks, and that's due to the extended growing season and the warmer conditions. But we don't have a good sense of how the conditions of the cold nights and warm days, which are critical for sap production, are going to change. Um, but in all likelihood, there's, there's the potential, at least, um, for an earlier tapping season, potentially a shorter tapping season, and that certainly would have impacts on the uh, economic viability of the maple industry.